Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everyone. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me. Uh, today, we're going to resume where we left off in the last episode in Revelation chapter 6. And again, I know that this is just an audio thing, and I'm, I'm really working on it. I'm not sure, but I think if you click a little thing that you see right there on the podcast, you might be able to see a chart. I'm still trying to figure out how to do exactly that, and I'm sort of going blind. So <clears throat> I'll figure out some way. Because a chart is worth a thousand words, if not ten or a hundred thousand. But anyway, I want you to listen to what's happening here in Revelation six, and we'll just walk our way through it real quick. We saw in the last episode that at the opening of the sixth seal, that certain celestial events started taking place. And Jesus had spoken those things over in Matthew twenty four. He says, When you see this kind of stuff happen in Luke twenty one, he says, When you see this, lift up your head. Because your redemption draweth nigh. So let me just go through this real quick. In Revelation chapter 6, verse 1, the first two verses tell us this. Then I saw when the Lamb broke one of the seven seals, and I heard one of the four living creatures saying, As with the voice of thunder, Come! And I looked, and behold, a white horse. And he who sat on it had a bow, and a crown was given to him, and he went out conquering and to conquer. These first four seals all bring forth a horse of a different color and they all come at the behest of one of the four living creatures crying out and yelling come the first four seals do that uh they're they're representative of some things and this first one right here we're actually told what it does that he comes out and the one who sits on the horse has a bow and a crown was given him and he went out to conquer and conquering. So we see that this is someone that is going forth conquering and he's successful in doing it. <coughs> Excuse me. Things are still green around here, right? Uh, it's a picture of false Christ. Okay, It's a picture of people that are coming forth and look victorious like everything is going to be great. People are going to be saying peace, peace, but there is no peace. Look at what happens with the second seal. When he broke the second seal, I heard the second living creature saying, Come, and another, a red horse, went out, and to him who sat on it, it was granted to take peace from the earth, and that men would slay one another, and a great sword was given to him. So with the first seal that is broken, out comes a rider on a horse, and it's a picture of false Christ, and everybody thinks there's going to be uh, peace because the false Christ are here. Well, shortly thereafter, wars start coming. Okay. Wars start being precipitated, and wars unlike anything we've ever seen before. Okay, verse 5, listen to this. When he broke the third seal, I heard the third living creature saying, Come, I looked, and behold, a black horse, and he who sat on it had a pair of scales in his hand. And I heard something like a voice in the center of the four living creatures saying, A quart of wheat for a denarius, and three quarts of barley for a denarius, and do not damage the oil. And the wine. So, with this one coming out, it's a picture of famine. So, you're seeing these successive horses coming out with these people riding them, and they're all pictures of things. They're representative of something. These seven seals are literally unfolding over a period of time, of a seven year period of time. Quite often, that seven year period of time is called the Great Tribulation. But I cannot emphasize enough how incorrect that is. 
Okay, that is absolutely incorrect. The great tribulation, that which Jesus had spoken of, does occur within that seven-year period, but it is not the seven-year period. And you will read in so many books and so many commentaries of people who are uh, uh, godly people, just brilliant people within the Scripture, and yet they're just wrong about this. They will call it the tribulation period, that entire seven-year period as the tribulation period, and that is not the truth. That's not what it is. What I think happens is at the beginning, or shortly before the beginning, we're just going to say at the beginning because there is some wiggle room with that, but at the beginning of that seven-year period, the man of lawlessness is going to come forth, and we know this from the Scripture, that he's going to sign a treaty with the many. We saw that in Daniel, and that means there's going to be a peace treaty signed with the Jewish people, with Israel. And all the world is going to think, oh, this is great. It's wonderful. Peace has finally come. That's the false Christ. That's the false deliverer that we see right here with the opening of this first seal. Then shortly thereafter, wars are going to start increasing. And then because of those wars, famine is going to start increasing. Remember, Jesus told us these things must take place, but this is just the beginning of birth pains. Because look what happens with the opening of the fourth seal. When the lamb broke the fourth seal, I heard the voice of the fourth living creature saying, Come, I looked and behold an ashen horse, and he who sat on it had the name Death, and Hades was following with him. Authority was given to them over a fourth of the earth to kill with a sword, with famine, and with pestilence by the wild beasts of the earth. So when this fourth seal is broken right here, we see things of death. We see things of martyrdom. This takes place at some point in time, right around the midpoint of that seven-year period. Okay? Around the midpoint of that seven-year period. Some people think that it, it takes place just prior to the midpoint. Some think it's just after. I could argue both ways, and here's why. Because we know at the halfway point of that seven-year period, and we know this from Thessalonians and some other places, that the Antichrist, the man of lawlessness, and Daniel tells us that he will cause the sacrifices to cease. The Jewish people will be sacrificing, and he will cause it to cease, and he will declare himself to be God. At that point in time, he will start killing those who are Jewish and those who are of the church. That's the reason I think that this fourth seal takes place right at that midpoint. The fifth seal, listen to it. Revelation 6, 9, when the lamb broke the fifth seal, I saw underneath the altar the souls of those who had been slain because of the word of God and because of the testimony which they'd maintained. And they cried out with a loud voice saying, how long, O Lord, holy and true, will you refrain from judging and avenging our blood on those who dwell on the earth? And there was given to each of them a white robe. And they were told that they should rest for a little while longer until the number of their fellow servants and their brethren who were to be killed, even as they had been, would be completed also. With the opening of the fifth seal, we see even more martyrs. With that fourth seal and the fifth seal, you see people being killed because of what they believe. Revelation 12 gives us some insight into who it is. It's point blank. That's the reason I can tell you that it is Israel, the Jewish people, and the body of Christ. Now, I know what people say. <clears throat> they say, well, I thought we were going to be out of here. We are going to be out of here, but not for the great tribulation. Literally, at that midpoint, 
when the man of lawlessness declares himself to be God, when he starts attacking Israel, when he starts attacking the church, that is the great tribulation. I mentioned this a while back, but so often people confuse and conflate the great tribulation with the day of the Lord. The day of the Lord is God pouring forth his wrath upon unbelieving mankind. Again, the day of the Lord is God pouring forth his wrath upon unbelieving mankind. The great tribulation is the wrath of Satan being poured forth upon Israel, upon the Jewish people, and upon the church. Okay, There's a difference between the two. They're not the same event. We have been promised that we would undergo trials and tribulations. We as the body of Christ will undergo the great tribulation, but we're told to fear not. Okay, We're told to fear not, but I think we're to be prepared and having this knowledge and knowing what the Lord says about this thing, these things is what will keep us from fearing because we know the one who will be coming. We'll pick it up the next time at this point right here. But after the fifth seal is the sixth seal, and that's when you see the sun, moon, and stars that we talked about last time. And that's when the Lord Jesus Christ comes. But again, the body of Christ will undergo the great tribulation. Fear not, okay? The Lord will be with us. I'm Dale. I'll see you again next time. Goodbye.